Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. We are the Dadly Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamblett and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Collision, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week completes the video quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick, look ahead to Dynamite tonight. And you've got something you wanted to start off with, Well, Sidge. I'm just not looking forward to tonight's show. I'm going to say two things that can be true at the same time. And for me, in fact, are I'm broadly positive about the direction in mm. which AEW as a promotion is trending, even if it feels more like they are trying to prevent and anticipate criticism more than they are really capturing my imagination. They're making the kind of moves a football club would make if they have a disastrous run of form and sack the manager or whatever. Yes. Safe pair of hands, like strong messaging, Etc. Etc. So you've got Samoa Joe as champion. He's great. He's ultra credible. He's the kind of wrestler who simply does not polarize opinion. Smart move. They are doing fan friendly moves like bringing back the ranking system. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain messaging out there in the public. They've labeled it, which I hate. Restore the feeling. So all of these things are true. Yeah. T- sorry, just to interrupt quickly. Tony Khan said on Twitter the other day. 2024 is the next 2021 for AEW. Yes, that's another thing that they are doing, and I don't believe it on the strength of We've this We've got, like, card. the first Attitude Era nostalgia moment. Now, I know. It? That's, that's just occurred to me it's as you said weird, that. They've never, they've never done that before. Like Personification of your tell-don't-show phrase, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. They are doing a lot of telling and a little bit of showing, a little bit. And look, as I said, I'm broadly positive about the direction. Maybe it's a little bit patronizing. Maybe it's all rhetoric so far. But I've enjoyed, I don't think I've been truly electrified by a single episode of AEW TV this year, but I've very much enjoyed Mm. the vast majority of it. This, but the thing is, you can say all you like about, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, blah, blah, blah. You cannot say that and reverse the rot and the stigma Mm. and the business in the gates in one fell swoop at the no, same time. No, no. Feels like they're cutting, going back to basics. Almost. Yeah, back to basics, which is odd because it wasn't basic ever to me. It was bold, <laughs> it was fresh, it was innovative, and you can't really just do that. So they are doing some telling and not showing. Yeah. So again, I don't want to do doomsday stuff. It's not reflective of my actual feelings. And stick around because we've got a ladies' night quiz later. Indeed, indeed. It's not going to get too nihilistic, but uh, <laughs> it will a little. This... Dynamite encapsulates a lot of the problems that still linger. And maybe it just looks like an off week. And maybe, and this is the nature of what we do in preview things, I'm prejudging it way too harshly Mm -hmm. and too cynically, but my God, it just looks so mid. There is every single match announced thus far. We'll get into bit by bit, and I'll try and look at the positives. Every single match thus far, right, as a predictable winner and loser. Mm Mm-hmm. And worse, because I don't mind predictable winners and losers half the time, predictable winners and losers, that was in effect, to great effect, during the glory years. Yeah. It's weird again talking about it in past tense. 
But you look at WrestleTix, that audience is going to cap out at 2,000. And again, I'm going to try and be more positive. That was pretty much the case at Collision on yeah. Saturday. That audience was like red hot and felt like they were just there for a great time. Especially when compared to last week's Dynamite audience. Oof, yes, yeah. last week's Dynamite. It can go either way, but I'm thinking it's going to go the other way, the sort of flat, bleak, depressing way. Because I'm looking at these matches, right? There's five announced at time of recording. Mm -hmm. Knowing AEW, they'll probably add a sixth. And or maybe a talky segment. And a talky segment. Sting like. and Darby are fighting for the titles next week. Yeah, so they'll probably cut some kind of angle to build towards that. But at time of recording, what, 11 a.m. UK time, there are five matches announced. Four of them feel like they are not going to benefit from a flat, small-time, cold atmosphere. Like these domestic gates. It's like a woolly mammoth entombed in permafrost. That's how cold that domestic business is. It's not only terrifying now, but that exponential dip in returning to markets. Apparently, this is going to get resolved. I know I'm waffling at this point. I'm sorry. Apparently, they've made moves to sort of identify, right, we are going wrong here. Mm -hmm. The gates are terrible. The tickets are too high. This is all very much in the vein of... If you book it, they'll come, basically, yeah, yeah. for me personally, but whatever. There probably are attendant factors that are not helping their cause whatsoever. I'm looking at 2,000 maximum mm. fans, and four of the wrestlers involved in the five announced matches have this tendency to wrestle through treacle, and that's worrying. Those two things are just going to clash in quite ugly fashion, I think. 2,000 fans watching... Jeff Hardy in a singles match. Yes, it's against Moxley. They'll probably flaunt the rules and do plunder spots. But I can only see... The ceiling on this match is... Oh, I could get pretty good and violent towards the end and I know who wins. That's not making me set the alarm and getting me hyped. Mm. So Jeff Hardy wrestles through Treacle in front of 2,000 people. Chris Jericho mm. wrestles through Treacle. There's worse problems concerning him removed from him at wrestling and treacle, but I just, you get the feeling that Kyle Fletcher's really going to have to slow down, and you get the feeling that Kyle Fletcher probably isn't going to win. Then, and Jericho's just been off on the Jericho cruise. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Omen in the Forbidden Door to Bully Ray and Santino for their <laughs> AW arrivals yes. imminently. Jesus Christ. <laughs> then, you've got, and I'll try when we go match by match to identify some positive things you might see from these matches, but Taya... Tyra Valkyrie is very much a slow wrestler who I don't think has had one standout match in AEW, and I do not expect that trend to be reversed tonight. And then, and it's going to be fun, but in that kind of, we've already had it last week, and it felt good if trivial with Copeland and Suzuki, another match in that genre of Swerve versus RVD, which is all but heavily rumored because of the, the insinuation, RVD wrestles through treacle. It's just these very overexposed names in matches that are going to be slow in front of an atmosphere I can just feel removed from already. In the other match, that threatens to be quite physical and snug and dynamic, hard-hitting, is the most obvious of the lot. I just have no high hopes of this dynamite and... I might be overstating it by waffling on and on and on here, but it feels like they've got more of these than truly electrifying turning the corner episodes. Yeah, they're obviously doing huge numbers for Sting's last appearance on pay-per-view. That's sort of that's the anomaly really in all this and all in, obviously. Some of the Canadian ones yeah. look all right. I think, yeah, like the numbers they're not encouraging and they don't look good matched terrifying. Up. They don't look good matched up against WWE's crowds, obviously, and people are going to make those comparisons. And there's reasons why they're valid comparisons. But so much of the numbers, like Collision and Dynamite last week being the perfect example, the numbers are one half the story, the noise on the night is the other half. And I wonder if, I'm probably reducing this a little bit, um, but I would speculate that maybe Jeff Hardy and John Moxley is the type of thing where, well, 
pandering to a particular base of your audience here, but what was one of the few guys that got noise last week in one of the few guys that always gets noise? And then yeah. all of a sudden, Jeff Hardy, John Moxley materialises in Tony Khan's brain. Like, is Jeff Hardy a safe pair of hands for that kind of Pavlovian, not as a wrestler, Christ, that Pavlovian pop from a small crowd because in one of the deadest dynamites I can ever remember, he was mm. one of the few to get a reaction and Moxley is, is your guy and he wins and all the rest of it. Like, they're kind of presenting this it's a, it's a dangerous path to walk down too often, but you're almost presenting it as, ah, if these fans want something that looks a bit like a WWE show, we'll give them a match that looks a bit like a WWE match, and here it is, you know. Um, that's not necessarily a methodology I would want AW to follow through on all the time, but this, to Sidgwick's point before about how long, because I'm with him, I think AW 2024 looks good. Mm-hmm. The 2021 comparison is setting Tony Khan up to fail. Yes. Like I'd as somebody that has like mixed feelings about 2019, I'd rather it look like 2019. Like a product that shows loads of potential yeah. and is permitted to make a few mistakes. Like that that to me should be what 2024 is because they historically it takes wrestling companies ages to turn the wheel. Ages. You've got to like restore fan faith. You've got to do Tony Khan last year booked all those pay-per-views that he was the first one to stand at the front and say, These pay-per-views kicked ass, shut up. But they did nothing to turn the wheel. They did nothing to galvanise mm. the business. It is, that was proof if proof be need be that it, it would not be enough to just simply guarantee that the pay-per-views would offer fantastic wrestling to put people back in these houses week on week. The evidence is there now. The evidence that, was there with NXT back in the day. Yeah, of course it was there, yeah. <laughs> a great example, yeah. And I think we knew that and I think we were bollocked a bit for being too granular and I think it, it all got a bit defensive and there was a bit of push and pull I think between Tony Khan and, and the critics and whatnot. But... I am fully in support of the moves that AEW are making, but they will not yield results overnight. And I don't think... I think we'll be having... Uh, what I'd like at the end of 2024 is to be having conversations about what a great year it's been and have, like, all of these examples to pull from about quiet success stories and about, yeah, and when Joe's reign ended, you could really see the positive impact. And, like, they used revolution... They used Sting for revolution, but by the time we were at double or nothing... The Young built, Bucks were hot. Yeah, the Young Bucks were hot. They built Swerve perfectly. Wembley was, in a way, better than the first one because of what it promised about the future rather than celebrating AW's past and all this kind of thing. I think all of that... 2024 offers that potential... But sometimes you've got to wade through certain matches yeah. on cards like this to get there. It's a long trip. Yeah, it sounds like we're being overly negative here. But like you say, big picture-wise, Sige, you the three of us could sit here and easily book that world title without being like, we've well, got to keep it on Joe because who else is there now? Yeah. MJF's on injured, Adam Colston. Like I've said before, if I was booking right now, I'm so giddy on potential title holders, it'd be like... It would be like WCW yeah. in 2000 because I'd be like, we'll put the title on him. Actually, no, I want Hangman Page to beat Swerve because that makes sense in the story. Right, hey, he's win. Okay, you'll probably get some guys over from WWE at that point because they're going to be finishing up their contracts. So uh, get Drew McIntyre and then obviously yeah. you can put the title on him. Same with the women's division. Tony Storm's champion right now. Deanna Perazzo's exciting. Potential title change there. Mariah May. Miss... Sorry. Professionalism. Mercedes. Money. 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 Seems inevitable. Uh, Serena Deeb just said on Collision she wants a title. Thunder Rose, like, you're not, we're not scrabbling around for people to put belts on. No, no, no. It's that's just, said, like, that's the thing. I said, I'm broadly positive about the direction. A little bit suspicious, not of the motives, because they are, you know, all but telling you, we know, we're trying. It's just, it's cold and it's so hard to go into a cold, Ice cold product with that 2021 enthusiasm yeah. through a 2024 lens. Uh, speaking of a few, that very ex WWE. Mm. It just feels like the most TNA dynamite they've ever done. You need a tiny crowd, a lot of old WWE guys on it. You need a lot of them. Um, we lived through it, not that we cared, but you need a lot of wrestlers you love as much as Kid and Brett having matches with the basketball hoop in the background and you're not caring. Yeah. You need to just love it for yes. loving its sake and hope that that fan base, that core fate, that base remains galvanised through this period mm. in the hope that as and when it turns around, you can be like, I was there with them and we knew that there was like a promised land, but it was just a long, long way in the distance. Um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. <coughs> not you, uh, Nelly. Um Chris Jericho returning to AEW Dynamite. 
um, in a few that actually feels like it's from 2021. Uh, Don Callis, <laughs> the Callis family, still going after Jericho. And we got to Kesha next week, so I wonder who's going to win this On one. land and sea, this feud has continued. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is uh, part of the problem that we talked about in 2023. Just a lot of not much happening not many stars being created or promoted effectively or positioned well to reassure the audience that they're worth the investment. Like, this is the why is it still happening? Like, I don't get it. There was no emotional way to this ever. Don Callis recruits Jericho. Jericho abandons his mates and says yes. Callis anticipates Jericho saying no, so why bother recruiting him? Jericho comes off like a terrible babyface to launch babyface turn. Jericho and Callis have this history, and they are now feuding, and it's mainly Callis's pawns as opposed to anyone you can really feel that Jericho truly hates and needs to get his vengeance on. And then it's what six months later and it's still the same. This is baffling. This is a comp this is probably this might be up there with one of the biggest wastes of time in AEW history. Like, if there's anything left in Jericho's star power, that, you know, the things we don't even know what to talk about aside, and there, I don't think there is, he needs to six months off. He needs yeah. six months off. You're not getting it with whatever this vehicle is. Mm. He just seems like he's at his most vampiric, his most carny. Oh, I'll work with that guy. And I'll put this guy over. And if they, they get this another young guy aligned with Callus, then I can work with him and do the magic rub. Four years of AEW, this rub is a total myth. This story, I think, brings it into focus. Because you did you say there that, assuming that he beats um, Fletcher, here, he fights the cash. It's already week. booked. For it's already so, booked. So, so you have the big payoff next week. But is it the big payoff? Because the absolute best thing you could do with Takashi is have him squash Jericho like a book, which Powerhouse Hobbs did during the same story. <laughs> yes. So like the best you can do is have Takashi on the level of Hobbs, which is exactly where we started because they're stable mates of Don Callis. Yeah. Like that. This, they're, is, they're, all, they're, this is bad. Visible evidence, objective evidence. Bad booking. Yeah, nobody's moving This up. is bad booking. I do not care about it. It's been dragged on forever. There are no stakes. I don't buy the tension, the animosity. There's no consequence to any of it. I don't think the match is going to be particularly good. This, gonna... this exists because Jericho had to find an excuse to get his Osprey match at Wembley, and we're still stuck with this. Yes, Anna. Yeah. Like this is rooted in a guy that wanted something nice for his big night. And uh, rightly or wrongly, because of because of where you know who he is and his contributions to AEW, he went into Tony Khan's office and big leagued a bunch of guys and said, "I want Will Osprey." Because it was the went, best guarantee of a good match. And Tony Khan went, "Yes," and then we are still in February. Well, it's going to be next week, February, dealing with the compromises spinning off that. And that was itself so weird because yeah. babyface Chris Jericho against Will Osprey in England. It's <laughs> <laughs> absolute nonsense to begin with, and it was only because it was Osprey and Wembley. And when does Jericho Osprey debut? Is this going to be a full circle thing? They do Osprey and Jericho. He'll Revolution. be ready for Revolution. What if that's a rematch? What if that's why this is still alive? Oh, for <laughs> sake. We were talking. We were talking at the start about the moves they're making to, you know, quote unquote, and I hated restore the feeling with the rankings. Um, you know, the twenty twenty four is a new twenty twenty one. They are telling you, believe in us again. That's the subtext, yeah. the barely obscured subtext of it all is, believe in us again, guys, I'm watching this thing go on and on and on and on, a complete waste of time, and in the case of Konosuke Takeshita, particularly a monumental waste of resources, mm. and I'm thinking, is Kenny getting dragged back into this if and when he can come back? And I'm not at any point, when I scroll through this idly in my mind, convinced that they're going to just realize this is the worst thing Kenny Omega's done in this promotion. It's not hot. We are squandering what valuable years mm. he has left with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do, am I completely assured that they will recognize right, this is not hot at all? It hasn't landed ever. This Golden Jet stuff was vaguely promising, I guess, but it just hasn't worked. No one cares. Like, we know full well that Omega can be so much more than this. And I'm still not 100% convinced that they're just going to very quietly abandon it and have Omega spend his valuable, with the respect he should be given <laughs> when he's still 
just in his prime years. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem. You can say a lot, but say it ain't doing. Any any chance at all here? That is an obscure just... film reference. If you can get it, I will be uh, very impressed. It's a bit of old magic here. And... Say it ain't doing. Fletcher wins. Like you just I think he, he might win via... Do you know what the reference is? No. I'll tell you after we stop recording and yeah, see if any of the ex-listeners, what, what culture, WWE, um, can get seen ain't doing. I don't, I don't, where the, Cal- the Callis family get involved and you spin off into Guevara versus Fletcher for the... What, has he got ROH TV title? Oh. Carl Fletcher. Yeah. Uh, so you can do that. I just I was thinking what if like the story is Jericho's finished. And then he loses this week, he loses next week. And I'm not trying to book a he-goes-away thing. But, like, just uh, it just subverts people's expectations. It offers that little element of surprising people to kind of, like, it's a bit of a chin-strokey one, but, like, oh. Well, like, you lean in a bit, you know? Like, there, there was, it was once a place where those results had, Well, rankings are back. Yeah. And Jericho falls down, Fletcher goes up. You know, like, it's, it'd be nice to think that, wouldn't it? He is a... You know how I said, we're going to talk positively. Yeah. He is a positive, but because it's wrestling, and wrestling sucks, <laughs> and it's, I don't trust anyone who doesn't have a love-hate relationship with the industry That's that fair. is professional yeah. wrestling, right? The reason why this match might be way better than you expect is couched in a horrific reason where he's back on Dynamite, the flagship, after hiding himself on collision in a backstage brawl and just waiting for the heat to die down on Rampage. He's now back on Dynamite. For the worst reasons imaginable, i.e., I need people to remember Chris Jericho, the performer, and not Chris Irvine, the potentially trash human being. Yeah. He's going to be bang up for this. He Mm -hmm. is going to be bang up for this because I think he knows he needs a strong performance. And, you know, that motivation and desire might manifest itself in a really great, unexpected odd. Yeah, Jericho, god damn it, he's still got it, match. That being said, form is against him here. When was his last great singles match? Roderick Strong. Yeah. But that was, like, a great idea, but laden with shortcuts nonetheless. So it counts, but it doesn't, because you can't do a false count anywhere match every single week. I'm thinking... I can't remember a great Jericho singles match in 2023 other than that, which, as we said, had a caveat to it. Ishii? It's, tw- mm, forgot about that. I was he was on was... form yeah. in 2022. Ishii? Quake by the Lake was by the one lake. of my favourite AW matches ever, I think. Uh, the Bandido match. Was there, Double or know, nothing with Adam Cole. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The Claudio matches were really good. Not great, but really good. He's not had a great traditional singles match in... Well over a year, yeah. unless I'm missing something. I don't think so. Not in 2023. Like, great, I'm saying. Not mm-hmm. just, ah. Yeah. I think a lot of people went, ah. Because he started <laughs> for 20- the Seidel match on Rampage, but it wasn't great. Let's he started 2023 with the Starks thing, didn't he? And then we pivoted into Adam Cole. Yeah, so that's a lot like- of people liked that revolution opener. Yeah. I thought it was fine, and it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. It was, at best, very good. Yeah. But it wasn't great. Like, the Ishii match was great. Like, Quake by the Lit against Moxley was great. Like, that Kingston match was great. Mm-hmm. 2022 might be the last great year of his career. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Mox, Jeff Hardy then. Uh, Mox had a really good match with Moriarty, of course, on Rampage, and then the Shane Taylor match on uh, on Collision. He's, uh, well, he's certainly one of those names that's wanted to get back in contention with the rankings now. Well, this is it. Um, he's been winning in a now rankings world a lot and I know it's John Moxley and he's his star and you book him and he doesn't lose because he's Moxley but it's the emphasis on the the renewed emphasis on the Moxley character and how much he's winning indicates to me that he's doing it all for a reason which is interesting because we can speculate we can invest we can watch who's what what's he doing at Revolution it feels like something he's obviously going to be on the pave he's Mox did we we talked about this over the desk yesterday, and I can't remember if we actually landed on an answer to that question. I feel like there was a singles match that just... Oh, no, because we were talking about the potential of Mox and Joe, him winning matches just to get a title shot and losing, and that being, like, a really nice bit of business to put Joe over as yeah. the guy that can To do Swerve and Hangman the yeah. last time. Uh-huh. Red Herring with the three-way. Yeah. It would be... A, I just kind of see it. They've basically smacked you over their head with the idea that the three-way is happening. Or Mox and Joe for the title on television. Like Mox versus the winner of the Revolution main event as a dynamite main. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday. potentially, yeah. But he's winning for a reason. Look, I think what they'll do here is they'll either flaunt the rules almost immediately and have, uh, what's he called? 
Rick Knox doing the referee, and they can always, oh, you know, it's Rick yeah. Knox. And then again, would I put him in a Moxley match again after Grand Slam? I'm not entirely well, you got to sure. do this, because you've got to get to Moxley and Matt Hardy, haven't you? So I need to get this one out of the way first. I mean, I think I've got Sid's answer to, to that question right here. No! No, no, no! Aye. Or they'll, I think, did they do this with Jeff Hardy and Darby both times and just say, it's these two. We don't have a hope in hell of containing them, so we might as well just let them yeah. fight under no rules. Mm. Either way, it's not going to be our catcher's catch can. Like <laughs> <laughs> a Roman style, folk style. You know what I mean? It's not. Um, the You know what I miss? Maybe the suits got rid of this. <laughs> this match, more than any TV match I can recall, just needs some juice, needs some blood mm, to just... That blood has formed in a red pool, but I thought you were from Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> I needs blood this. If it wants to reach its ceiling. We could just have Jeff Hoyer chair at the back of his head he's got previous. Nah. Like, man, man swings it for a guy that seems pretty chill. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he throws that chair about. Uh, this is going to descend into chaos, but how much I'll believe in and get really... <clears throat> by the chaos is another matter. I the, the, the ceiling is... Oh, but he killed each other at the end, but mm. that was a lot of treacle to get to the murder. Yeah, it's it's weird. That's the sort of kind of the most interested I've been in a Moxley match in a while, but I don't know if that's because I just want to see Jeff Hardy brutalise as part of this Hardy's strange heel turn thing they're doing. Or like, oh. But it's me- terrible <laughs> message that sense, by the way. Yeah. Bitch, like a little corny <laughs> vampire arsehole on your podcast and get rewarded with a push. Yeah. Talk your way back onto the How dynamite what an dimension. of AW it is that the Hardy Boys, who deserve nothing, have politicked their way into a, a different character arc. Yeah, by whinging about their role. It's not like it's not the Yes Movement, is it? No, exactly. <laughs> and the rankings kill it. The rankings kill that dead. You get the spots if you win the matches. Yeah. So Jeff Hardy losing the match is an anti-rankings move if they continue to succeed. Yeah, that's something. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow's furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating they always have their customers in mind their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you and with burrow you always get fast free shipping get up to 60 percent off during burrow's memorial day sale at burrow.com slash acast that's burrow.com slash acast Burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, right, let's move on to a dealer's choice. Not that dealer. Still already. You know, you know, you know, do you have to write these things down for me now? I just didn't want to. I didn't want to. Just data. <laughs> is there is, is, is not a special guest coming from the far reach of the sky, this dynamite? Because are we not. Like, is this not a case of take me to your dealer's choice? Ooh. <laughs> you ever been to a dynamite before, the alien? Oh, yeah, what did you think of it? Did you have the munchies by the end? <laughs> <laughs> we are such assholes. Uh, uh, I was yeah, say ra- something then. I forgot. I, was, I, I wasn't going to write it down, and I thought, because it's got to be so fast, I'm going to be... Doing the point to lead to Sidge, what's also just intimating smoking <laughs> weed to him and him going, What are you talking about? So I thought I'd just write stuff, write it down. Write it down. <laughs> um, although, technically, 
Because RVD's been teased as Swerve's mystery opponent for uh, Hangman Page to pick for him because Hangman Page is facing former birthday boy, uh, totally Leona. He's never allowed a birthday again. <laughs> it was his birthday yesterday, so he's only former birthday boy. So maybe he's going to be a bit, bit feeling the effects today, you know. Not on the piss. <laughs> he's been, he got a bit giddy yesterday. And oh. now his uh, undefeated record's under threat, of course. It's so too much gay. It's so <laughs> AEW. This it's the most meaningless, trivial, if strictly correct stat. That means nothing, but they can always point towards yeah. as yeah. a thing that nobody except. Let's face it, the nerdy spreadsheet guys could possibly give a toss about. This is like a case where goals actually mean less than expected goals. Yes. It? XG. Uh, XG is what you really focus yeah. on with the gates of agony, not the goals they've scored. I yeah. hate XG in football. But I get it. Going to hate the working title of my novel, then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I get it. I get XG. XG, I can make sense of XG is through wrestling. Yeah. Because mm. it's like it's who you feel is on a run or yeah. doing well or whatever versus what they're actually doing. Yeah. Um, this is weird. Like, this is very much an AW match, right? I think I've moaned about this before. I'm so sorry. If the show's good, I'll be I'll be happy. I promise. Yes. Hamman Page versus Toa Leona. I can never honestly. I'm I get such a dad about that name. I'm sorry. Toa Leona is very much the established star is feuding with another established star. That established star has a stable, so you wrestle one of the underlings on Dynamite, Gauntlet City Jones. We said on Collision. It feels like back in the day when it was like, you want to fight Jericho for the world title? You okay. got to fight some of the inner circle yeah, first. Yeah, Saltese first. But Brian Cage is by the ring. Yeah. I know. He's, he's that guy. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. It'll probably happen, though. It probably will happen. You're going to fight. Totally. <laughs> I don't necessarily mind Gauntlet ass booking as long as there's something else more interesting on the mm. show. There isn't on this one. Why market it as. Picky poison. Surely the idea is, I mean, I know Swerve is obviously in character, in a work of fiction, going to think his underling, well, he's can't yeah. be beaten in singles. He's my guy. It makes sense. Mm. Isn't, isn't that great? Isn't that the absolute bare minimum? <laughs> That's what you do out. cartwheels on Raw for. It makes sense. sense. You know, one of the stupidest, cleverest... You meant to do something fun, and they are doing something fun in the other one, at least. Like one of the dumbest, cleverest bits of booking from WWE, and of course it was for the Triple H character, because of course it was. But that week, it was so dumb, but it was like, yeah, John Cena and Randy Orton are going to face the entire Raw roster. Yeah. Yeah. One a week, that's so stupid, but yeah. I'm character to, I'm, would say, I'm nobody allowed, else would think it's a good idea except the character. Yeah, I'm allowed to weaken you for WrestleMania, 40 guys, and then because <laughs> it's WWE, they win. But like the idea in <laughs> yeah. principle is like, yeah, that actually totally tracks with what a character should do in this, well, what power they've been given. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, first stable mate I bump into, you. Right there. <laughs> it's like when you talk about the House of Black, House Rules, oh, just... Say they yeah. have to lie down for the first 10 seconds of the match. Yeah, you have to lie down for four seconds and go. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> Great, we're not, we won every time. <laughs> like, I like the swerve. thing about the swerve one, you can't shoot hard on it because it sort of feels like, again, you know the reality of this promotion. You know that Tony Khan has it in him to be quite nice and maybe swerve's gone, I loved Jeff Hardy when I was younger. I loved Rob Van Damme when I was younger. Can, can, I, can I wrestle them both? Yeah. And Tony Khan's gone, yeah. And you're like, that's nice. This promotion, that promoter, these set of circumstances should exist. But yeah, to Sid's point, don't like tell me that like Hangman Page has scoured the globe. And he's like, like, I love RVD, but like, you've landed on him. And it's uh, like, I was saying this in the office, like, you can't imagine Adam Cole and Hangman Page being like, I want the other two boys getting it. And those two other boys being Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Yeah. How's that happened? Like, how are they mates? Like, the dealer's choice. Rob Van Dam, Prince Nana, yeah. was accused by Hangman. It's great catch that. Of buying his weed from a high school student. There's a decent bit of nice subplotty law here. Yeah. Weed law. Yeah. yeah. Said this before. Yeah. Did we just re- did we do the freaking preview on collision? <laughs> I think I think because they do it every week. <laughs> they hinted at. He said, "Well, you're gonna have to wait the whole effing show to see who you're facing on Collision for Dynamite." So we 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 got into weed law. Do you think Swerve beats him in uh, four minutes and 19 seconds so AEW can't do that trick with the video where each video goes 420? Aye. Oh, my God. Be a dick. Like, thanks, Swerve. <laughs> Arsehole. No, I think it's going to go uh, 10. <laughs> <laughs> 10 back and forth minutes with an ad break. 11-18, shine, come back. <laughs> and I think the first seven minutes are going to be quite slow. Yeah. yeah. Both the, wins. The fans will pop at the finish. 
Apart for RVD as well, obviously. Um, that's the thing. They've done it a few times now, so it won't be the same. If it might, be, if it's one of those WWE ass crowds, they'll probably just prefer them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and, and interesting. Obviously, I think for the Swerve, probably RVD match, Samoa Joe's going to be on commentary as well, which is always a benefit. Can I uh, commit some light sacrilege? <gasps> Thought Samoa was very performative on Dynamite last week. Of course, yeah, we didn't have your thoughts on it, yeah. I thought he was a little bit, I don't know, it just felt a little bit broader. I don't know what it was. I loved the follow-up with Hook. Fell flat as a, I hate that word, Mm. fell flat. A lot did in that building, to be absolutely fair to them. Uh, But I like that it was that kind of old-fashioned AWTs, we'll see you in a year. It's not just... It's, it's not. It's over for now, but it's not over forever, that kind of mm. thing. Maybe the security guards was a little bit like, <laughs> do you get it? Thickles, like there was a he's WWE still out. hard. Yeah, he's, he's still, still hard. still pretty tough, actually. Yeah. If you notice that he's good at fighting, so if anything. like, But the, huh? the messaging <laughs> I thought was good. I love that they got sent in because they didn't really need to. They could just go, can you leave? Or just wait, and he was going to leave anyway. Yeah. He normally just sort of ambles off after a bit. Uh-huh. But they're like, you need to get out of this ring right now. Please. You can leave or deck us. Up to you. <laughs> yeah, if you want to stay, you have to go through us. Go through them and then leaves anyway. <laughs> um, before we get to the... <laughs> the only uh, women's match on the show, uh, which will also feature a game because we've got the Ladies' Night Quiz. Another little game for you. I've just called this... How will the young books be arseholes this week? They were bullying Top Flight, I think it was, last week. Yes. What are Matthew and Nicholas going to do to be the EVPs this week? Because they kind of... People want the button, mate. It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! How will the young books be arseholes this week? Remind me, there's another... I want to press that. There's a, there's a contender for worse line read than that on NXT. Just, so listen to the review when it drops in your feeds. I don't know. So the idea, obviously, is that they are pretending to be competent. It was a good... And, like, they don't really have the jobs anymore. <laughs> like, I can't tell if this is good or not. I I'm lightly entertained. Yeah. I think I asked Wilbon that exact question. Is this good? Yeah. Like, I'm still trying to work it out. I know it's out. not great. I know it's not great. But I'm lightly entertained by it. There was a good gag of them demanding to see the format sheet which you'd only need in advance to check it over. The show's underway, and you're going, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> One, you can't make any difference now. Two, you clearly aren't considered important enough to do it or whatever. So they could, they're clearly building towards something with Top Flight this week. Or a TV match with Top Flight. You see them interact on screen. It's going to happen. You know it's going to be great as well. So something else with Top Flight? Mm. They weren't wearing their credentials, were they? And they were told, well, next time that'll be a fine. Do they book a number one contenders match this week against Top Flight for next week's Dynamite? So you've got both tag matches happening, like Champions versus Sting and Derby, and then like the number one contenders. Who's it going to be? Very telegraphed. So yes, <laughs> yeah. Top, top, top Flight have got to run it back with private parties while they set up a rematch. Well, I was going to say then they just basically book it and Top Flight like great, and then next week they kind of like change the rules on the fly. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, so we can win by DQ actually. So uh, <laughs> and then just like. Themselves in the chair. You know what that is? They just start rigging the game. Like I like that about. It's felt that it's connected to the rankings coming back. The young bucks being able to cheat their way into this revolution main event or whatever spot they want. However, that's going to play out. They shouldn't get there the right way. That's not the point they of this could, character. Do you know what they could do? Because you know, you know, our love for the really garish young bucks with the, with the <laughs> shoes and their hair and the chandelier yeah, heads. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> They're the best. Maybe they fine private party this week, going like, what are you dressing like that for? Oh, that's not bad. Pa- hey, well done. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be baby on a roll. Just a, just a thought. That's good, yeah. Not adhering to dress codes. Mm. Mm-hmm. We should wear we should look wear suits. You should arrive at the arena in suits. There's potential here as well to like do some cross-platform storytelling where a riff on the Danielson thing. Remember that when that was a meme when he was finding people for their... Um, <laughs> I think it gets labelled these days as uh, who asked social media <laughs> Yes. What if 
top flight tweet at some point today, summit. Mm. And then, like, the young books, like, oh, the young books, they're on a bloody laugh. They were late, and we were early. And it's a totally innocuous, factual tweet in, like, good humor. And then the young books can go, oh, I noticed this, and we've got to find you. And it's, like, an exorbitant sum of money. Like, they just yeah. say, like, private party, just, uh, top flight's probably our favorite match we've ever had in AEW. And they think, what are you doing? Publicly subtweeting us like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know the best match happens against us. Yes. Something like that. How dare yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Most important win of our career. Yeah, just like Young Bucks being indignant about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we only have uh, a time of recording, at least uh, one women's match on tonight. It's always time. Run. It was two on collision. Because it went against the Rumble. That's happened before as well, isn't it? Survivor Series, I think. Yeah. It's such, <laughs> such dicks, man. I didn't know that. I didn't I even think put it, it did. I think it, it might have been Survivor Series, but that is such a... It would do to it. But we know we're going to get like a 0.04 <laughs> in the demo. That feels similar to uh, X Dynamite main event at Diana Parazzo, doesn't it? Yeah. Buy them out there for the Ring of Honor title that time. Go out there and die. <laughs> just buy us a bit more justification for why we make the decisions we make. Yes. Hey, <laughs> guys. Uh, but Dionna's in action with Timeless Tony Storm on commentary against Ty of Valkyrie. Yeah, bad matchmaking this. I'll prepare to be surprised, but the whole idea is Valkyrie. I like the Jade Cargill matches a bit, but the idea is Ty of Valkyrie knows how to work a crowd and she can come off as a star, and maybe she's not the best philosophical fit for AEW because eventually the bell will ring, and the bell rings more often than most. Like, action colon minutes ratio in AEW is like, far outstrips that of WWE. So I don't think it was the best fit between character slash wrestler and promotion because I think Ty Valkyrie's just not very good in the ring. Let's absolutely face it. Nate, like, what's your favorite Ty Valkyrie match? Yeah. It just doesn't exist. And it, that's the thing. In another promotion, it wouldn't have to be about that. But AEW, it kind of is. So yeah. I don't think they're a great match. I don't think this will be a great match. And I think it's a bad matchmaking, bad booking, because the idea is you are meant to perceive Deanna Parazzo, the virtuosa. It's the, the new best technician, the person who's going to legitimize the division, enhance the, the, the match quality with the technique, and yeah, it's not the best opponent to showcase her skills. This, I will prepare to be surprised. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, like, not a lot to add, really. Like, it's probably not going to go in a great spot. We'll get to that. It's the fin, like, whatever the finish is, doesn't really matter. The post match feels like we've already seen it. Tony Storm mm-hmm. stands on the desk. There's something akin to a pull apart. Maybe Mariah May goes in and has another showdown with Diana Pratt sort of set that up because they did tease that match and you felt like it was going to happen before Revolution and we've got time. So yeah. maybe maybe Mariah May steps in the middle of them both and says, after last time, after what went down on the stage last week, like you put your hands on that belt and that's that's not on. And Mariah May, like, looks like she's going to the defense of Tony Storm, but really after that collision match, she's putting herself over. She's using this. She's following her plan of putting herself forward whilst ostensibly being there for Tony Storm. Maybe they book that much. Body double of uh, timeless yeah. Tony Storm. Rare positivity as well. With the use of the ranking system, that could really sort of yeah. dovetail nicely into the storyline. The idea yeah. of Mariah May going up and up and up. Like, not yet. Same number of wins sort of thing, though. Like, yeah, but like just, hang on, Mariah May, Tony Storm's still champion, and Mariah May is like third? Mm. Keep this up and she'll be... Uh, Great on collision yeah. as well, Mariah May. Yeah, really, yeah, really good. Um, is it bad as well that one of the things I'm also looking forward to is hopefully the appearance of Johnny TV because I've been keeping up with his shenanigans on uh, Ring of Honor. Um, mainly that clip where he does the splits and slides out of the picture. And, and I says, like, I've, got, I've got a split. Johnny TV, wait a second. Johnny TV. Hey, 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 hey. You are right. First time in approximately 20 years of watching you on television. You're all right. If you were Dalton Castle, I, should be, I need to watch this. Well, watch Ring of Honor then, because it isn't... I like that too, but, like, it's fine over there. <laughs> yeah. It's just fine over there. Um, before we uh, get to the, the quiz, we've obviously got the game to play. Before we get to the name of the game... Sage, what's the aim of the game? The aim of the game is to uh, put in italics, bold, and underscore by correctly identifying... The hour, minute, and second, the first note of the first entrance theme you hear for the f- first woman to arrive for the only women's match, with the idea being that it's generally in that 120 to 25 range. And if we can just nail it, absolutely nail it to the second, that would prove 
and it's all very predictable and apathetic and obligatory, and you kind of have to put the bloody women on these days. It's 2024 after <laughs> all. <laughs> and, uh, and that's really the hint that AEW is trying to communicate to its fan base of, don't worry, guys, uh, here's a little uh, rhyme uh, to uh, remind you of what we're doing here, this little trick that we're doing here, and that is, uh, hey, guys, <laughs> when the women come out to play, the main event ain't too far away. <laughs> and that's the aim of the game. The name of the game, of course, is Well, this is Ladies Night, and I'm thinking of the night. Shout out, as always, to. Swerves when he drives. <laughs> Adam Blair at Adam Wilton 4 and Jose Palomares at the Ho 11, who always take care of the. Um, uh, data. For this sort of thing. Also, I was just looking at Adam Blair's Twitter there, Sige. He's got a list of live shows that he's already, go already going to this year. I'm very jealous. Uh, Rev Pro in February, SmackDown the Hall of Fame, WrestleMania weekend, uh, NXT, Stand and Deliver, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, WrestleMania Night 1, uh, WrestleMania Night 2. Oh, sorry, what's the meat in that sandwich? Oh, it's the What Culture Live Show. WhatCulture.com forward slash tickets. Uh, payday, presumably, for quite a few people today. Snap them all whilst you can. The meat in the WrestleMania sandwich goes down Sunday lunchtime uh, ahead of night two of WrestleMania. Plenty of time to get over there because we'll be going as well. Um, it's always sunny at What Culture. VIP tickets gone, general admission available now, though. WhatCulture.com forward slash tickets. Uh, also going to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour, then All In Two, and then SmackDown followed by Bash in Berlin in Berlin. It's like, what a run. At the end of August. <laughs> Jeez. Is Adam Blair like uh, Adam Blair call on tech billionaire? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell do you do for a living? And can I get a jab? Because um, he's always, remember the many sometimes when he's like, I can't do Ladies Night this week because I'm off to like Cyprus or whatever. Hey, do you remember work. him like jetting up from Dan Seth for yeah. our live show? Yeah. Like, he put the miles in. Yeah, Cambridge. Uh, Portsmouth? Can't remember. Somewhere like Somewhere there. Seth. <laughs> Somewhere fing <laughs> Seth. I don't know. Um, it's all Seth after Middlesbrough. <laughs> Ask me. I had some conversation on that the other day, and somebody, like, I love Birmingham, but somebody was trying to argue, like, how the line basically is in the middle of Birmingham to north and south. I was like, come on, what are we doing here? I get a little bit resentful when people are like, it's Manchester. I was like, I think you're claiming a bit. You need to feel the cold. Yes. It's <laughs> very rainy in Manchester, though. Yeah, they have rain. Just not freezing sideways rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get up here. Um, but we're, there's only one round of Ladies Night we've played so far with all the ups and downs of, of January. Uh, so Michael Hamlet currently leading. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, do you want to start us off? Uh, One eighteen. <laughs> Ten seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. Two <laughs> seconds. I've not got my notes. Got my notes. Uh, Jesus Christ! What a depressing list of messages. We've got Google Actually. verification. Best Pizza Jarro. <laughs> GP surgery. Seven five nine voicemail. My wife, myself. <laughs> All right, boy. Right. There we go. Uh, I, I'm yeah. going to pivot slightly. I'm going to go one seventeen and five seconds. <laughs> exactly the same. That's correct. <laughs> the last time. Sludgy old card this time. One hour. One hour, seventeen minutes and five seconds. And that's what it was last time. Exactly the same. I think they're going to come out a little bit later. I don't think they give Mox and Jeff Hardy huge six match announced though. I'll go one nineteen forever for yourself together. Eighteen. Oh, well, me is a kind of motherfucker <laughs> who will go one hour. Seven minutes and uh, 12 seconds. God, I like. I feel like it's going to be the women's match, the mm. only women's match. Another match, and then Jeff versus John. I hope it's the main event, not the opener. Like, so all I like was trying to find some praise for Moxley and Jeff. I like it. Uh, like the viewers bring the boom down. All of that, like, that's too much in a row. Like, that's the opposite of getting my cereal ready. Yeah. It's like. I've had a oh, rest of the night's sleep. Oh, I want to go back to bed. Before we wrap this up, Adam Wilton, a.k.a. Adam Blair, um, has emailed me a ladies' night quiz. We well, did this a while back. Sorry, we've taken a while to get to this, Adam. 
Also, I'm not going to reveal too much because I don't know if he wants to or not, but it's his work email, so we can kind of go... Yeah, don't do that. Dox the f***ing... Jesus Christ! But I do like the fact that he has advanced notice of absence, 4th to the 10th of April. Nice. He's an even. important guy. Yeah. No one gives a sh- what I'm doing in April. <laughs> <laughs> Apart well, so from if you're buying a ticket to the live show. Nice, yes. well, nice. uh, so Adam writes, um, looking forward to seeing the gang at the WrestleMania live show and tell Hamlet I've learned the rules of basketball, kind of, to special guest referee the Philly Cheesesteak Street Fight. Nice. You're very welcome, Adam. There's no rules. I'm just going to kick his ass. Violation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're traveling. Free throw. All right, you're going to have to give me the dollar for the machine. That is <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so, 10 questions, multiple choice, shout out your name, wait for me to come to you. And remember, it's not just for fun, this is serious stuff. Okay. Okay. Question number one The trophy's not on the line, just so we know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, someone's going to work for that. It's, <laughs> it's a lights out match. Prize, uh, it's lights out. Non rankings. Yeah. Uh, so, question number one. By the way, if you like this sort of thing, there's a bloody good quiz every week on Russell Culture on Fridays. Question number one Who had the most matches on Dynamite in 2023? Tony Storm, Hikaru Shida, Sky Blue, or Ruby Soho? Sedgwick, Sky Blue. No, dear, that's wrong. Good options there. Yeah. I'll go with Tony Storm then. Outcasts, wasn't it? Outcasts and timeless Tony yeah. Storm. He's so much better than me at writing quizzes, by the way. Which he, is, has, he has fun facts after each one. Yeah. Uh, He's a quiz master. He is. Um, I mean, that's his job because we're talking about what his job is. Mm. Good point. Tony Storm had 14 matches. Um, second year in a row, she's had the most matches on Dynamite, but down from 18 matches last year. Sky Blue and Ruby Soho, 13. Oh, Britt Baker, oh. Hikaru Shida, 9. Uh, question number two. Had that nine matches on Dynamite. That's Jesus. Uh, which female wrestler had the most wins on Dynamite in 2023? Hikaru Shida, Ruby Soho, Chris Statlander, or Tony Storm? Hamlet. I'm going to go with Tony Storm again. No, dear, that's wrong. She did a lot of non-title jobs because it's a woman's champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. What are the remaining options, please? Shida, Soho, Statlander. Wins. Most wins. Shida. No, dear, that's wrong. Soho, nine wins. Can't remember a single one of them. Tony Storm had eight, Shida seven, Britt Baker six. Uh, who lost the most matches in 2023? Question three. Sky Blue, Tony Storm, Soraya, or Ruby Soho? Sidgwick. Sky Blue. I thought there was going to be a twist. It was like, also Ruby Soho yeah. in the ultimate act of 50-50 booking. Sky Blue had a record of three wins and ten losses. Tony Storm, eight wins, six losses. Willow Nightingale, zero wins, five losses. Oof. Rough. That's, that's a proper wins and losses don't matter in 2023 stat because she's mega over. Yeah. Like, that's... Uh, one all question four. In the 52 episodes of Dynamite in 2023, how many women had an opportunity to have a match on the show? But say that I'm lost, man. In the 52 episodes episodes of Dynamite in 2023, how many women had an opportunity to have a match on the show that year? 20, 22, 24, or 26? So that's like all the, the how many women had, How many women had matches on Dynamite? Singles, tags, Hamlet. Uh, 20, 22, 24, 26. 24. Oh, bingo! Half an it. God damn it. Down from 32 last year. Uh, and of the 24 women, six of them only wrestled one match. Lady Frost, Maroon Shafir, Alexia Nicole, Kayla Sparks, Kiara Hogan, Nicole Matthews. So in a full year of Dynamite, 18 women wrestled more than once. 52 weeks, two hours a week. That's criminal. Crap, yeah. <laughs> He's so poor. Uh, question five. What was the longest women's match on Dynamite this year? I'm just going to give you the time, and then I'll tell you what. But we can, for fun, just for fun, we can guess what match it was. Uh, 12 minutes and two seconds, 13 minutes and 16 seconds, 14 minutes and eight seconds, or 16 minutes and 49 seconds. Cedric, 16, 49. No, dear, that's wrong. What were the other options, please? 12... I'll, I'll, Make it easy. 12 minutes, 13 minutes, 14 minutes. 
14 don't, minutes. Don't go for C again, Wilton. No, dear, Good, that's thank wrong. you, Adam. It was 13 minutes and 16 seconds. Was that Storm and Sheeta title change? Bingo! No, 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 it was really good, that wasn't it? Just want to press the button. Proper. Yeah, that yeah. Main event, the whole deal. Uh, question six. What was the sh- it's two, still 2 1. What was the shortest match on Dynamite this year? 18 seconds, or last year. 18 seconds, 28 seconds, 43 seconds, 69 seconds. Cedric is uh, not done A yet, and D is a joke answer, therefore A, whatever it was, 18 seconds. No, dear, that's wrong. 2843 <laughs> 69 Why are you laughing? That stuff goes over your head. Basically people giving each other oral sex at once Wilborn. I can't remember a squash from last year's dynamite. So I'm going to go with the longer of the two whatever that one. Not 69 but the middle. 43 one. 43. Oh yeah, it's a regular back and forth new Japan to like not like a Jade Cargill pump kick one two three, is it? I just, it was I a Jade Cargill match. Oh, I guess it was Nicole Matthews. Oh TBS yeah, I do title. remember that. Uh, then you had a Britt Baker, Kayla Sparks match that went 66 seconds. Ruby Soho defeated Alexia Nicole in two minutes and eight seconds, and Soraya beat Sky Blue in three minutes and four. So bad seconds. when they're like the only ones as well. It's <laughs> the Brit 66 second ones I'm thinking of when it's like, that's not a squash. It's going to be well over a minute. If yeah. anything. Like Where they, in my review, ju- I go, they got some offense in, and it's like a forearm, yeah. basically. 3 1, four questions to go. Oh, I'm doing bad. What is the average match length, women's match? On Dynamite in 2023. Yeah, but data that's gone mm. into this. So good. Maybe uh, it works in data. Yeah. Maybe. Six minutes. It would make sense. I'm sure it might be building stuff. I feel like he told us this live mm. show. Bingo! No points for that, though. Obviously. Six minutes and nine seconds, average match length. Eight minutes and one second. Ten minutes and 16 seconds. Or 12 minutes and 59 seconds. Citric B. Eight minutes and one second. Correct. And an increase on two seconds from last year. Yeah! God. (laughs) Christ. Little things, isn't it? So over eight minutes now, they have, on average. Uh, Question eight, three, two. How many championship matches happened in 2023? 13, 14. You're right, this question. 13, 14, 15, or 16. <laughs> That's a title match. Will Morris for the 24 7 title, mate. <laughs> so the ROH trios, which are comparable in their prestige. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many championship matches happened in 2023? 13, 14, 15, or 16? Hamlet. I'll go 16. No, dear. That's wrong. Just to square it up. 13, 14, 15. 14. No, dear. That's wrong. 15. <sighs> An increase of one from last year with a percentage of 29% of women's matches being a championship match. <laughs> Tell you. Two to go. Still can still win this, Sige. Or take it to the tiebreaker. Uh, question... Nine. Nine. How many, t- how many times has a women's match appeared in the first hour? <laughs> Six, nine, 13, 15. Cedric, 15. No, dear, that's wrong. Has to win it. Nine. Six, nine, or 13? Nine. No, dear, that's wrong. Six. 13. And he was up there because the the split. Yeah, they were the doing the... Trophy, uh, mm-hmm. An increase uh, from eight last year, with the earliest match starting at 17 minutes in, and 19 seconds into the show. What? And, like, we're not just being cynical here. They were doing that to try and game the system of it, weren't they? Like, they're proper, like, see... Like, first half an hour. Mean anything? No. no. First half an hour. Yeah. Uh, Sige, I'm going to give you this piece of paper because I need you to write down your answer for question 10. So it's not to cheat. You can just say yours out loud okay. first. Question 10. Uh, Adam writes, We play this game to shine a light on the lack of representation the women get with their token one match a week. But this is not strictly true. In the... 224 episodes of Dynamite to date, at time of writing the quiz, mm-hmm. the women have had two matches a whopping six times. If you Squash and something else. Eight if you include mixed tags. We don't include mixed tags. <laughs> when was the last time two women's matches, not mixed, so it has to be straight up women's matches, featured on a Dynamite closest month and year wins? I need a pen. 
Sid, Sid knows it, and I don't, so I'll, I'm going to take a punt at this. Uh, month and year, I'll take, unless you've got the same month and year. Uh, thank you once again to Adam, uh, at Adam Wilton 4 for writing this up for us. I'll wait until I just wrote something down for... See if you can see what he's writing, like a uh, thingy in the traitors. Oh, my God. Christ, hang on a second. Oh, my God. What's her name? Uh, Molly. Molly. Changing that hair. She's writing an H. She's going to get Harry. Ah, psych! Jazz, you're out of there. I I had um, something that sprung into mind there, but I'll let Sid write something down first. I, it's it's a proper guess, but you know when just something pops in your head and you're like, well, I'm going to have to say that now. Just for fun afterwards as well, we can tell me which two women's matches they were. Great quiz. Mm. I might have to ask Adam to write the quiz for the uh, It's Always Sunny at What Culture live show, which of course goes down on the Sunday of WrestleMania. Whatculture.com forward slash tickets. Adam, please help me. Save yourself one of the biggest jobs of the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got my answer. Got, all right, I'll go with then. I just wrote this down. I'm going to go with December 2021. I'm going to go with March 2023. With the idea being that I believe on Dynamite in Canada... They introduced a mystery opponent for Jade Cargill. They brought out a genuine cult folk legend in the circle that she wrestles in, Nicole Matthews. Mm -hmm. It's a cruel... I'm going to beat you in 10 seconds. I made quick work of her. Oh, no. Tyre Valkyrie's just debuted, so there's two Uh, matches. Yeah, which would pay off like the the double or nothing thing. Yeah, because it was a two-monther. I'm just going to tell you what I've got written down here. That's what we have to accept, of course. Um, I can tell you one of you is three months off. What did you say? December 2021. The correct answer is the 9th of February 2022. Which means Hamlet gets the point. It was a Jade Cargill TBS match and a Serena D Professor Challenge. Go to Dynamite, please, because I don't think Collision was the home of this. What am I looking for? So I'm looking for Just Jade Cargill cage match. I think Rampage was the home of this. I think that's what the crack was here. You think? Because I so she, like it was the whole deal about like that was easy. I'll fight somebody else, and that's how Stat came back and won the belt at double or nothing. But I think I, I think you're right. I think there was a twofer, but I think that was a Rampage gimmick. I don't think Tyra Valkyrie may be on Rampage. What did you say? March 2023. There was a Dynamite in March of 2023. Yeah, there was four. <laughs> Probably. Because of Nicole Matthews squash we've talked about. Just the one women's match on that show. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus Adam Page in the Dark Order. <laughs> Jay Gargill versus Nicole Matthews. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett. And... Uh, Trio. I didn't have a match. It was just the day. I think she just yeah. showed up. Ah. Let me it just was check Jade's. Yes, because she then fought Taya Valkyrie in April for the TBS title in between. Retaining the belt at it's Battle of the Either belt. way. That's weird, isn't it? Either way, it's uh, pathetic. So congratulations to the winner of the Ladies' Night Quiz, Michael Hamflet. I can't believe I got the trophy. What a sad little life, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy. Right. You don't get the trophy, so enjoy, enjoy nothing. We'll get your own trophy for this. Um, <laughs> no, we absolutely will not do <laughs> that. Please, no. please do that, Adam, and make it just a little bit bigger. <laughs> the, I would call it the real quiz. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Adam. Like dead of money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Adam Blair at Adam Wilson. How much daddy got in those buildings over there? <laughs> Adam Wilson on Twitter. Uh, and you can follow us all on X, in fact. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of tonight's show. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We'll be back later on today to review NXT. And we'll be back tomorrow to review Dynamite. But for now, this has been the Dynamite Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamflet, to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.